The Zulu Twins by Phyllis Savory in Zulu Fireside Tales. In faraway days in Zululand, there lived a worthy couple, Zondi and his wife, Nobamba. They tilled their fields and sowed their crops, and their grain pits overflowed. The good spirits blessed their cattle so that they multiplied and brought them wealth. But in spite of this, their hearts were sad, for no child was born to them to share their good fortune and their love. Regularly, they consulted their tribal witch doctors, and regularly they drank the magic potions with which they were provided. But still no child was born, and thus time wore on and on. At last, after many years, they knew that their wish was to be fulfilled. And great was their rejoicing and their thankfulness. But when the birth took place, their joy was killed. For twins were born, and this in bygone days, was a calamity and a disgrace in their land and looked upon as a forerunner of misfortune. Carefully, they hid the truth from all around, for the Zulu Lord demanded that twins should be killed at birth. Time and again, they tried to steal themselves to carry out the law. But each time, as the tiny hands clasped their mother's breast, their courage died within them. So they hid one of the babies, and when friends came to visit, showed them only one. They called the boy Damana and his little sister Demazana. Their deceit worked well to begin with, but as time passed, they found it more and more difficult to keep their secret from their friends and their chief. They therefore decided to move their home to a wild and lonely place where a swiftly flowing river passed through a rocky gorge and later passed a huge dome-shaped rock called Ntujambli that towered to the skies. This rock was split from top to bottom as though some great bolt of lightning had struck it. Some said that strange songs and mutterings had been heard within it, and more than once, others said the crack had been seen to widen and then close again. Ntunjambili was therefore looked upon with awe, and none went that way by choice. Because of this, Zondi and Nobamba felt that their babies would be safer in their new home, and all went well for a while. The twins were six years old when great trouble struck the land. Nearly all the cattle died from a mysterious complaint. The fertile land was scorched and dried by a cruel drought, and disease broke out among the people themselves. In time, the chief called a meeting of the tribe 
and told them that his witch doctors would meet at noon the following day to smell the culprit out, for someone must have done a great wrong to bring such sorrow to them all. Zondi and Nobamba felt sure that their disobedience of the law in hiding the birth of their twins would now be found out, and a great fear seized them. Sorrowfully, Zondi took little Tamana and Tamazana down to the swiftly flowing river, and there, one after the other, he threw them in. With his hands pressed over his eyes so that he would not see them sink, he wept as he stumbled blindly up the bank and fled to the comfort of his wife. But the good spirits were watching over the little ones. Damana grasped his sister's hand as she was washed against him. And a kindly current bore them down river to an overhanging branch, which Damana caught in passing. He was a strong little boy, and with great presence of mind in one so young, he held grimly on to both Damazana and to the branch. Another swell of water washed them against a shallow bank, and there he clambered out onto the dry land, dragging his little sister with him. They sat for a while in the sunshine to warm their chilled bodies and to recover from their fright. Now chance had landed them directly beneath Ntunjambili, and... As they sat wondering what to do, they heard a creak behind them and turned to see the great rock open from top to bottom, while from the cavern deep within came soft singing. And a party of Nunus, or little people, came out in single file. Damana and Demazana, welcome to our home, they cried. Come in and live with us. All sad hearts are mended here. Whereupon they shepherded the children into a large and softly lighted cavern. They gazed about them in wonder and saw that all around were little creatures of the underworld. And the softly glowing light came from millions of little glowworms and fireflies that clung to the high domed ceiling. This was indeed a place of love and kindness. All the broken and sad of heart took refuge there, and the little Nunus nursed their hurts. They found small beetles with broken legs being tended with loving care, lizards with broken tails, an orphaned baby fawn whose mother had fallen victim to the dreaded lion's claws, an eagle with a broken wing. All were welcome there, and the comradeship among them grew. Gladly the children stayed in this haven of peace and refuge, and came to look upon it as their home. They lived on mushrooms, that grew near the walls, and on honey 
that trickled through some of the great bees' nests in a crevice in the rock above them. Wild fruits, too, their little hosts gathered from the forest and brought to them. The Nunus taught them to say, Open, open, O rock Ntunjambili, when they wished to walk outside. On this command, Ntunjambili opened to let them out. Daily they walked along the riverbank, hand in hand, and life was full of happiness. They grew to love their little Nunu friends, and no longer wished to return to their home, for they could not forget that their father had tried to kill them. During all this time, Zondi and Nobamba mourned the loss of their little ones, and Zondi would often walk along the riverbank in case some miracle had saved them. On one such walk, he saw the great rock open up and the twins come out laughing and singing as they ran to paddle in the shallows of the pool that had given them back to life. At first, he thought he would call to them, but on second thoughts, he hid and watched as they splashed and played in the water. Soon they tired of their fun, and as they left the water, he saw the great rock open up once more, and the little Nunus come to call them in. He hurried home to tell Nobamba, who was beside herself with joy, and begged him to go and fetch the children home. Day after day, he walked up and down the riverbank beside the great rock. But it was many months before he again saw the twins playing in the pool. This time, he went to them and begged them to come home to their mother. So, with a small hand clasped in each of his, he led them to Nobamba. But although she gave them all her love, as she had in the past, Nobamba realised that the twins had lost their love of home and that they yearned for the little Nunus who had saved them in their time of trouble and for all their animal friends. Thus, one evening when darkness came and their father and mother slept, Damana took his sister by the hand and the two slipped silently from the hut. As the bright moon shone on the old familiar scene, they threaded their way through the bush to the river, and there, hand in hand, they stood before Ntunjimbili, and in the soft, sweet voice of childhood sang to the rock, 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 Ntunjimbili, open, I want to get in, if you won't open to me. Then open to the swallows that we see flying above. Open, I want to get in. The crack in the huge rock gradually widened in obedience to their words, and the soft murmur of voices came to them as the little Lunus greeted them at the opening, saying, Come in, Damana and Demazana. We have been lonely without you. 
Their murmur burst into a chorus of song as all the little creatures of the underworld welcomed them home. Thus, they live to this day, helping the Nunus to tend the hurts and sorrows of the little people in the heart of Ntunjambili. The end. Good night, everybody. Good night, you. Good night, little ones. Sleep tight, sweet dreams.